Welcome to Open Comments with myself, Ash, and me, Oliver, where we'll discuss things openly with our guests from a variety of backgrounds and from different walks of life. Through this podcast, we hope to give you an inside look into a variety of topics with an equal mix of humour and candour. In this series, we'll touch on some of the following topics, healthcare, HR, diversity, access to technology, and lots more. We hope you enjoy our show and look forward to bringing more topics into the fold. Let's get started. Uh, with us today, we have Jim Hightala, and Jim is the Vice President of Business Development and Security for the Open Group, where he manages the business team as well as the security and risk management programs and standards activities. Uh, Jim is a frequent speaker at industry events. Um, he has also published numerous articles on information security, risk management, and compliance topics in publications, including CSO, the ISSA Journal, Bank Accounting and Finance, Risk Factor, SC Magazine, and others. An IT security industry veteran, he has held leadership roles at several IT security vendors. So, Jim, welcome to the podcast. And um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? <laughs> Yeah, good to be here. Thanks, Oliver, and thanks, Ash. Um, so uh, in my current role, I manage the business team and the security standards and best practices. My career goes back uh, quite a ways at this point, um, over 30 years in uh, uh, primarily uh, with security firms um, and in business development, marketing, sales, uh, and product management roles uh, in those companies. So I've worked for uh, the Open Group for 15 years now. Um, and uh, you know, prior to that, worked for startups, worked for some larger communication service providers, um, generally in those areas, so. Nice, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so to begin with, our first question is, please can you describe what upskilling and or reskilling is, also, how important is it to you and why would you recommend doing it? Yeah, <clears throat> so I think it's, you know, the process of um, gaining more knowledge that enables you to you know, do better in your current role or qualifies you for other roles. Uh, for myself, it, it's been very important uh, in the, uh, let me think about the time frame, uh, like 2002 time frame, the internet and telecom industry went through a, a huge uh, down cycle. Uh, you know, for myself, I got laid off from the company I was with uh, and really had to upskill, reskill to get much more technical in the IT security domain. I took a couple of uh, IT security training courses, got a, got a couple of certifications, uh, which were hugely important for me just to be able to get reemployed again in the industry. Um, so, I mean, I would recommend it for anybody. It's just the world has changed from from when my father's generation, you know, came out of college and was able to work for the same company for 30 or 40 years. Uh, it's just not that way anymore. And reskilling and getting new new knowledge, new capabilities um, is just pretty critical. So, thank you. I, I noticed you had a uh, when I was reading your bio, you had a, a BS in marketing. It was Southern Illinois University. 
So I, yeah. I guess I guess you can say that you're reskilling and upskilling. How did you go from uh, studying marketing to to being where you are now? So um, I mean, I originally got into a, a little bit different area of technology, micrographics. When I got out of college, I had, had a college internship in that, and uh, you know, my first job uh, ended up being in sales for a micrographics company. Um, that you know, industry was sort of <clears throat> sort of at the end of its uh, heyday in the uh, early '80s, and so uh, you know, I, I you know kind of deliberately proceeded in in an area of uh, finding out more about various technologies, uh, and ended up you know in IT security, with that being a really growing thing in the you know call it the mid '80s. So. Um, I worked first for a, a startup in that uh, was based out in Silicon Valley. That uh, their principal product w was a system that secured dial-up modems when the threat vector in IT security was, uh, you know, dial-up modems, unprotected dial-up modems. And so, obviously, you're you're involved with our security forum, and and that covers a, a broad range of topics. But uh, cybersecurity is is definitely something. That everyone should focus on. Um, could you maybe tell us a little bit as to why cybersecurity is so important? Well, it, it's really where the um, where the assets of companies lie today is in you know digital systems, IT systems, and uh, so uh, you know whether it's uh, money in financial institutions or intellectual property in in companies. Um, you know, all of that information ultimately is residing on computers somewhere. And, you know, there's many ways that those who want to get to those uh, assets can uh, can try and get in and you know, try and do the wrong thing. So um, uh, it's just uh, as IT has evolved and you've got so many more touch points and so many more points of entry into the systems, you've got uh, that much more to, to worry about protecting. So. The industry has grown by leaps and bounds since I first started. There were, there were maybe 50 security vendors um, you know, that comprised the entire IT security vendor community in the 80s. Um, now it's well over 3,000 you know, and startups in you know, many, many different little niches from um, uh, endpoint protection to uh, you know, antivirus, malware. Uh, denial of service protection. There's just many, many different types of systems that are needed uh, to effectively secure systems these days. And, uh, and so it's kind of a fascinating industry. It's really grown as IT has grown. Cloud security is a whole nother area that, you know, 15 years ago didn't really exist. So Nice. And on the topic of cybersecurity, can you describe the current trends that are active at the moment, please? The kind of big overarching one, and it's an area that the Open Group's involved in as well, is uh, something called zero trust uh, security or zero trust security architecture. Uh, and the notion there is that, you know, unlike 10 or 15 years ago, where, you know, you could effectively construct a perimeter, you could defend the perimeter, you could maybe assume that the people inside of the perimeter were, uh, you know, trusted. Um, the, the whole model is shifting to where 
companies are realizing they can't rely on just throwing up a firewall and saying we're good. You know, we've we've constructed a, a viable perimeter, um, and they're going towards putting the security controls much closer to the data um, and authenticating everybody, whether they're quote insiders, you know, company staff or outsiders. Um, so that you know is is like a philosophical change as well as an architectural change. In terms of how companies are approaching security, um, you know, not assuming they can trust uh, any device, any person, any application, uh, authenticating everything, and uh, you know, getting security clo much closer to the actual data. So that's probably, to me, the biggest uh, um, wholesale shift uh, in IT security, um, and the biggest trend. Um, interestingly, that. Uh, the way that that has evolved, the Jericho Forum, which was started inside of the Open Group, uh, you know, maybe 15 years ago, uh, uh, was instrumental in that because they were talking early on about uh, deperimeterization and this whole idea that perimeters were were not really protecting uh, information systems the way they needed to, and the need to to shift in this direction. So. So I'd say that's kind of the biggest uh, biggest trend at this point. Um, supply chain security is also becoming big. That's another area that the Open Group has done some good work in, in the Open Trusted Technology Forum. Um, in the area of risk management, that's another area where there's uh, uh, been a lot of progress. So it used to be that companies did qualitative risk management, um, just trying to gauge whether risks were high, medium, or low, and the severity or impact would be high, medium, and low. Uh, and they're shifting towards uh, doing more quantitative-based risk management where uh, the open fair methodology from the open group is, is useful in that area as well. Thank you. And um, just moving on to uh, the kinds of opportunities that are available uh, within cybersecurity, can you please explain to our listeners how they vary? Yeah, so for... for uh, individuals wanting to get into the cybersecurity field, there's there's many different uh, kinds of roles and different ways to to get involved. So um, you've got you know roles that are are fairly technical, um, and there's technical training out there, uh, increasingly in universities, but also in specialized training um, uh, institutions. Um, uh, those can be, you know, anywhere from, uh, you know, getting training that, that helps somebody to uh, just be a basic network security analyst, you know, configuring the devices that are trying to secure the networks or the, the applications and, and data um, and effectively being an engineer for an internal organization trying to secure their, their IT infrastructure. Uh, you've also got, you know, a number of roles. Um, on the vendor side where, you know, uh, vendors typically need pre-sales um, analysts and engineers to help configure their equipment, and, you know, demonstrate the equipment, that sort of thing. Um, you know, there, there's also, given the, the size of the industry these days, all sorts of marketing and sales roles um, as well. So, um, you know, individuals trying to get into the, into the field have, you know, a variety of places they can look. Um, and at different like uh, different levels of technical knowledge 
and that knowledge can be picked up, like I said, not just in the university, but in uh, you know many you know training courses, uh, training institutions, those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. That's great. Now, if you had to tie your entry into your current area of technology to one specific technology, what would that be, and why? Um. Yeah. So, I mean, if I was, uh, <clears throat> I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but when I got into uh, IT security, um, literally the movie War Games had just come out, which was about Matthew Broderick and his girlfriend. Uh, it was like the early age of um, computer hackers, um, kids up to up to mischief. Uh, and uh, the whole plot of the movie is that they're, they they dial into a bank of uh, dial-up modems that are unprotected and uh, get in and get into a war game simulation that you know wants to launch uh, nuclear missiles. <laughs> it was a it was a big movie in the '80s. Briefly there, uh, anyways, dial-up modems were the 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 threat vector. And uh, the first security company I worked for had a system called the Defender which would uh, do callback and use uh, uh, things like the, uh, the secure ID token that you, you see now, uh, use those to authenticate the people trying to get into those modems. So that, that was the age of technology that I got into uh, kind of my current field in. Thank you. Uh, sorry, I was just wondering, um... Is, has there been a particular milestone of your career that's meant the most to you? Um, golly, I would uh, I would probably point to you know I, so at the Open Group um, initially when I signed on I was just uh, looking after the security standards and best practices. For the last eight years or so, I've been involved in managing the business development team. And in that role, we've launched a number of new forums, some of, the, some of which have become uh, you know, really rapidly growing and they're doing great things. So for me, probably, and the first of those that I was involved with was the Open Process Automation Forum, where we recruited companies from uh, not just the oil and gas industry, but a number of other industries to launch that forum. We brought together uh, companies from the metals and mining industry, from um, the uh, chemical industry, uh, um, pulp and paper, and others, and you know, the process of gathering that collection of end users enabled us to get the vendor community to not only pay attention but also join the forum and, and start doing good work on standards and the certification programs. So, um, and then that led to the development of the OSDU forum, uh, which is now our largest forum in terms of uh, number of people involved and, and engagement, um, as well as most recently the Open Footprint Forum. So, you know, the succession of, of um, you know, helping to launch and uh, get those uh, different forums going has probably been the, the most uh, rewarding thing I've done in, in my career. That's great. Thank you. And speaking about your career so far, uh, do you have any 
advice for you know new starters or even graduates who are just beginning to you know explore their own careers within similar fields to you what advice would you give them currently um you know i i you know some of it's will seem a little trite but work hard and and stretch yourself um uh but i also i also think that uh being willing to to take on hard things and uh you know even look for some of those hard things propose those to your your employers um when you see problems that exist in 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 the area that you're working in and you, you can see ways to try and solve them for the benefit of the company don't be bashful about bringing those to the company and, and holding your hand up so so what aspects of your role currently do you find the most rewarding uh so you know honestly i would say the the most rewarding piece i mean i, I talked about some of the interesting projects that we've done new forms that we started those are all rewarding um i find it hugely rewarding to deal with people uh, from different countries, different cultures, you know, frequently speaking different languages um, and just gaining an appreciation for, um, you know, concerns, what matters to people all over the world, making friendships with people who are you know, from entirely different uh, countries and backgrounds and cultures. Um, the human piece of that is is pretty rewarding to me. And something I'm I'm really uh, thankful that uh, you know has been a part of my my role at least the last 15 years here at the Open Group. Thanks for that. Um, so, if you could give yourself some advice before starting in your respective role, what would it be and why? Yeah, I, uh, honestly, if I could give myself advice 15 years ago that would have benefited me today, it probably would have been take some time out for training, you know, actually learn that second language. I, I had Spanish in high school and promptly forgot it all. And, uh, you know, at multiple times have, <laughs> have wanted to, to uh, refresh my knowledge. Um, but it would have been hugely beneficial if I'd have taken some kind of immersion course uh, 15 years ago um, that would have helped me uh, uh, relate better to to folks who are from other uh, other cultures that don't necessarily speak our language. So um, in, in a role where you're doing a lot of international uh, business and uh, interacting with folks from all around the world, having more than one language it would be uh, would be really beneficial. So if you were to give yourself, well, obviously based on that advice, is, is there any upskilling or reskilling you intend on doing in the future? Um, <clears throat> probably not for me. I'm, I'm, you know, far enough along in my career that I'm, and I'm busy enough that I'm, I'm just not gonna, not gonna get there. But uh, I've done a bunch along the way in, in terms of technical training that enabled me to, uh, to kind of live in the world that I do now. I think that's fair enough. Yep. And moving things along, can you tell us a little bit about your hobbies? Uh, well, I've always liked getting out in nature. Um, for me, the, the 
pinnacle of doing that is going uh, uh, canoe camping up in northern Minnesota and uh, southern Canada. <clears throat> um, just this past uh, summer, my wife bought me a uh, fly fishing course. Uh, so I tried that for, I mean, I've had a fly rod, I've just never focused on it, but I took the course, I caught seven fish on the day that we went out on the river and uh, I was hooked, literally and figuratively. So um, that has been a lot of fun. I've really uh, gotten into that. And fortunately, I live in Colorado where there's a lot of opportunities to do that. So uh, so there's that. Beyond that, uh, <clears throat> uh, my kids uh, enjoy spending time with them. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, getting out in nature, hiking and um, uh, being out. So. Nice. Thank you. So we'd like to just say thank you for joining our show. It was certainly great learning not only more about you, but also about cybersecurity and the importance of reselling and upskilling. For those that would like to keep up to date with what you do and would like to get in touch, where can they reach you? Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, so just look for me there. Um, and the last name is spelled H-I-E-T-A-L-A. I'm happy to connect with folks uh, on you know, open group interest, or if you just have career questions that you think I can help with, I'd be happy to try and answer them. So. That's great. Thank you so much. And to all our listeners, we look forward to bringing even more topics and special guests into the fold for you very soon. Uh, please stay tuned for more. Yeah. Thank you again, Jim, for your time. Yep. Thank you both. Good to talk with you today. Perfect. Thank you so much.